Welcome to this week's edition of World News Brief. I am your host this week. My name is Chris Graham and honored to be your host. And the title of this week's episode is Pop Goes the Distraction. So February has been interesting. Uh, the, the news cycle has been dominated, uh, especially in the mainstream, uh, by things in the sky. And, of course, uh, we started off the month with, uh, with the Chinese spy balloon. Right? And uh, the, the, the concept of a spy balloon, you know, the, the idea that this, this uh, slow-moving, very visible uh, balloon uh, with, with some kind of equipment attached to it is some kind of covert operation. It's, it's kind of funny, you know, in a, uh, in a, you know, get smart kind of way, you know, <laughs> we're spying on them with a very slow moving, very visible balloon. You know, it's, it's an interesting concept. Of course, the, um, anytime you have a foreign object enter the, your, your airspace and you are not, uh, you, you don't know what it is, then, then there are issues. It should it should be taken seriously. Of course, we we waited till it uh, went all the way across the U.S. and then uh, uh, we popped it with a four hundred thousand dollar missile. Uh, once it got uh, uh, on, you know, into uh, into the Atlantic, um, and of course, once we once we we really did pop that balloon and and ended up destroying much of the information we might have been able to uh, uh, to retrieve from it to, to find out what exactly that thing was was doing but ever ever since then uh, they've been shooting other things out of the sky and um, it's been interesting watching uh, watching it being reported because it doesn't seem like they really know what they're shooting out of the sky at this point uh, at, le- at least some of these things and so people have asked you know are these UFOs and uh, and the response has been, it's been interesting. They, they've said, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Is that a better distraction? Then <laughs> maybe, who knows? Um, but but any time that, uh, uh, you know, there is this much attention, it, it really, it, it feels like a distraction. I, I don't think this is some kind of disclosure moment. And, you know, I, I know that the government doesn't tell us about all kinds of things. But, again, I... I I really think that uh, this is a distraction, especially considering that um, there has been some major news stories that really haven't been touched on much. And the the first one that comes to mind is uh, the East Palestine uh, train derailment. Now, uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, uh, a train car uh, or large train going through uh, East Palestine, Ohio, uh, apparently, there there was some kind of issue with uh, with one of the wheels, uh, and uh, a car de- derailed, and that cr- created this just catastrophic um, derailment of uh, of this uh, commercial train. You know, d- uh, transporting uh, many things, but uh, at least twenty cars uh, were were uh, did have some toxic chemicals on them. The main chemical was a vinyl chloride and vinyl chloride is actually uh, used to create PVC pipe. Uh, PVC actually stands for polyvinyl chloride. And, and so it, it's in its chemical state. It's, it's, uh, it's not 
stable at that point. And uh, after the after the wreck, uh, there were concerns that uh, maybe um, you know some of these chemicals uh, might explode. Uh, so what, what they ended up doing uh, was they ended up doing a controlled burn. And this burn uh, ended up uh, just pumping all kinds of, you know, any time you set a chemical on fire, it, uh, it, it changes. And so it sent all these dioxins up into the, uh, up into the atmosphere and created a much, a much larger footprint of, uh, you know, the area affected. Uh, but in in the process of all this, uh, you know, when it when it initially happened, they they told uh, people to to you know evacuate the town. Some people listened, some people didn't. Um, but then after that, um, the response has been um, uh, basically uh, it, it has been downplayed quite a bit to the point where you know a couple days later. Uh, they told people, you know, th that it's safe to come back. And uh, one of the residents uh, watched an interview that he did, uh, and, and he was of the mindset that uh, th they actually uh, uh, told people it was safe to come back and, and no longer uh, an evacuation zone because uh, they needed to keep the uh, the rail cars going through, and the, and the rail cars couldn't go through a uh, an area that, that was deemed, uh, you know, uh, unsafe. Uh, so he, he said, as soon as as soon as they they uh, they they said you know it was safe for people to come back, uh, you know the, the rail had been uh, um, it, it had been quiet because because there had been no um, no trains coming through. He said suddenly, you know, it was just this this flood of you know the the, the train activity. So he's a little cynical that. that that it wasn't about, you know, safety for the community at all or for the people living there. It was about uh, getting the train moving again. And, uh, um, and, and his concerns are found, uh, founded um, in part because uh, the, the toxic mess that has resulted is nothing short of catastrophe. Uh, killed all kinds of wildlife. Uh, killed a lot of farm animals. You know, I mean, it's really canary in the coal mine when, when you see, when you see, you know, uh, lots of smaller animals dying. That's a good indication that, that you are in a toxic area. And uh, but in the midst of it all, uh, the the people were reassured that oh, it's okay. You know, uh, it, it's safe now. And uh, this has been. Uh, so the, the actual accident occurred on February 3rd. The train derailment occurred on February 3rd. I believe the uh, the control burn was a couple days later. I think on the 5th or on the 6th. I'm not sure. Um, but then, then, you know, a few days after that, pe people were told that they could come back um, to their homes. And the other day, February 15th, uh, CNN was actually doing a little bit of uh, reporting, which um, was you know a news story in itself. Uh, but uh, they, um, uh, they, the reporter was, was speaking to uh, the head of the uh, the head of the EPA, or not the head of the EPA, but but an, an administrator with the EPA. I believe his name was uh, Michael Reagan, I think. And so she was talking to him, and he was saying, "Oh." 
you know, this is a, kind of a fresh, you know, a fresh site. And so we want to be sure that it is safe for us uh, to send in our inspectors and our scientists uh, before, uh, you know, we don't want to put them in harm's way, basically. And now... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of what the EPA does. It makes sure that that, that the area is safe, and they have all the gear. They, they have the you know they have you know every every type of uh, uh, outfit that they need, and, and you know the the, the respirator. You know every everything that they need to be safe in this kind of environment. They, they have, of course, it would freak someone out if uh, if they're walking around the sidewalk without any you know, any type of protection at all. And then you see somebody look like they're, you know, from another planet walking around with a meter measuring what, what you know, the level of uh, toxins in the air. Uh, but, but so on February 15th, he said, you know, we're going to wait till it's safe uh, for us to send our people in because we don't want to send them, you know, in, in, in harm's way. <laughs> and the CNN uh, reporter, I appreciate her. She, uh, um, She's like, so are you saying that there's areas that are unsafe now? And of course, he, he refused to say anything at that point. He, you know, he's like, we we just won't send our people into certain areas, and uh, and that that just screams, of course, that uh, what are we doing? Why are the people not evacuated until the the area can truly be deemed safe? And it, it's really just, you know, it seems like they're trying to sweep this under the, under the carpet. Uh, on top of it, the, the location of the, uh, of the crash, it was, it was a pretty terrible location because it's right near the Ohio River um, where, you know, uh, this kind of chemical could be disastrous if, if enough of it got in the river. Uh, it, it, provides drinking water to uh, somewhere around 5 million people. So that in itself is a, uh, a giant uh, news story. And, you know, it's gotten some coverage, but but just the level of uh, uh, ecological disaster that it was, uh, it, it really, uh, it kind of got dwarfed by, uh, by, by things in the sky. Um, another gigantic news story um, that that was was broadcast by Tucker Carlson um, is uh, Seymour Hersh's revelation. Uh, Seymour Hersh, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning um, uh, journalist. Uh, he, he's got all kinds of credibility. He's he's more credible than ninety nine point nine percent of the talking heads on on the TV. And uh, and he had a source come to him and basically spell out exactly what happened. Uh, to the Nord Stream pipeline in, um, uh, you know, the, it's the uh, the pipeline that, that was pumping uh, natural gas or that was created to pump natural gas from uh, from Russia to, to Germany and really all of, all of Western Europe. And uh, so, so he goes into amazing detail about how that operation took place he uh, uh, he named you know the, the various uh, the diving uh, locate you know the divers he didn't name divers by name but but uh, the uh, uh, wh where they trained um, you know just just he's he just spilled the beat I mean he spelled it out he spelled out exactly what happened um, that basically you know deep sea divers had been sent 
they put um, uh, C4 on the uh, on the pipelines. Uh, they worked with the Norwegian uh, Navy. Um, uh, I mean, it's really an amazing read. It's like a real life Tom Clancy novel. And uh, um, the, the question is, though, I mean, he's a reporter, so obviously somebody comes to him with a, a big story, and Hirsch is going to report it. Um, and he reported it on, on Substack. Uh, it's something that anyone can read. But the question is, why? Why did this, uh, this source come to him? I don't think it was a leak. Um, it, it really, that's, I mean, it's almost like it's, it was to provoke a response is what it seemed like. And not primarily from Americans, uh, because it wasn't widely reported on. Um, uh, you know, if, uh, you didn't hear it on Tucker. You, you might've heard it from a few alternate places, but, but it has been swept under the rug. And this is a huge, huge story. Um, but it's it really uh, got the attention of Russia, obviously. And um, with that, uh, it, it makes you wonder, uh, you know, I mean, when when the Nord Stream blew up, uh, it was in, I believe it was in uh, uh, September that it blew up. Um, but supposedly the, the explosives were placed in June. Um, obviously the Russians had to think that, that the U S had something to do with it because, you know, uh, Joe, you know, said, you know, uh, that we had ways to make sure that this would, you know, that, that we would take care of it. I mean, he, he wasn't really all that veiled. He said we were going to, we were going to make sure it didn't happen. And then, um, and then Newland said something similar, you know, where it, we would not allow it to happen, uh, as far as, you know, the, the Nord Stream being used. Uh, so, so, you know, I mean, they, they're saying they're going to do something. Of course, when, this, when you know, they blew up, you know, our response, uh, at least the mainstream response was, oh, those crazy Russians, they are so destructive. They just couldn't wait to, you know, I mean, they, they didn't want to just shut off their pipeline because, you know, they had total control of the thing. No, they just wanted to blow it up, you know, they're just, <laughs> They just have this penchant for, for blowing things up, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's an, you know, an important part of their infrastructure. They, they just like doing that. And that, that's essentially the logic behind how, uh, uh, you know, that's how it was portrayed to the American people for the most part. And, uh, uh, but, but in it, I don't think, um, um, the Russians knew exactly who did it. You know, they, 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 I mean, they, they thought that it was, you know, uh, somebody in NATO probably, you know, working with the U.S. Um, but this paper uh, essentially says, okay, you, you didn't know exactly how it happened. Let me tell you piece by piece exactly, spell it out for you and rub it in your face. Uh, again, it seems like uh, a profit, you know, they're trying to provoke a response. Uh, maybe to have uh, Russia strike first, uh, just out of pure anger, and then uh, you know, th then then we have justification to uh, to to just start this whole uh, conflict. I I don't you know I mean you know if they throw the first punch, well you know then then it's on, and uh, uh, that seems to be possibly what was going on there.
And if the goal was to provoke response, well, it seemed to have also been successful uh, because I believe it was on uh, Tuesday, um, the State Department uh, issued a warning for, for Americans to get out of Russia, that, that things had, uh, had been escalated, which, <laughs> I mean, you spell out exactly uh, that, that kind of uh, attack on the, on the pipeline, I would expect things to be escalated. Um, so that's another huge story that, that uh, really uh, we've been more uh, focusing on, on slow-moving balloons and, and other aerial phenomenon. And then, of course, um, the huge story, and, and this is one that, that has been covered. Uh, just it, it is a uh, it's a humanitarian crisis of epic proportion uh, in uh, Turkey and Syria, and that's with the with the huge earthquake uh, that had taken place. Um, the death toll uh, has now reached over forty thousand. Uh, it's it's really it's it's beyond imagination just how devastating uh, this earthquake has been to that region, and uh, they said you know thousands thousands and thousands of buildings uh, were leveled uh, in the process, and, and so the people are uh, they're hurting. Uh, we need to pray for them. We need to uh, you know uh, provide support you know in in where in where we can. Um, but it, 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 as terrible as it all is, uh, it's not lost to me that, that, uh, this earthquake, it, it occurred, um, you know, in Turkey, Turkey is an extremely, uh, I mean, that's, it's the, you know, what revelation, you know, all, all the churches in revelation were in Turkey and the book of revelation was, was written to the, the churches in Turkey. And uh, so the, this massive earthquake, uh, with, with as catastrophic as it's been, it, it does seem to be a sign of the times. It seems that, that there's, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know, but but it's something that that, that definitely we, we need to be paying attention to and, and really praying praying for the people that have been involved uh, in helping out, you know, however we can. Um, I'd like to end the show uh, just talking about uh, a positive thing, which is uh, a nice way to end uh, the show. Uh, we, we've got uh, um, something something really exciting happening in uh, Kentucky uh, uh, on the campus of Asbury uh, University, Asbury College. Uh, it, it's a small Christian school, and uh, they do chapel there. And on February 6th, I believe, uh, they were doing their chapel, and uh, some of the students uh, stayed over, and they, they just uh, they felt the need to continue to pray, and uh, I believe there was repentance, and um, really, ever since then, there has been uh, something that, that was unexpected, and that is uh, the, the chapel there in Asbury has... Uh, has been filled with students 24 seven. Uh, really people are coming from all around now, uh, that are worshiping the Lord, that, uh, they're, they're praying, they're reading the word and they're worshiping the Lord and they don't want to leave. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they're cycling in and out, you know, they're not just staying there, but, uh, but there's something going on there. I mean, it, it looks like, uh, 
a revival of some kind has, has broken out there, which is amazing news. And uh, it's apparently uh, spreading to, you know, like just uh, there's different places that, that are really, uh, they're pursuing the Lord on a whole nother level. And that is so encouraging. I mean, just after we see the direction that, that our culture is is headed, oh, we need revival so badly. We, we need a large-scale repentance so badly in this nation that, that we would, we would you know, we would turn from our wicked ways, that we'd humble ourselves, and that we would, we would return to the Lord. Uh, and that is occurring. It, it is still going on. Uh, um, people are pushing into it. You know, and and it's something to something to be aware of. It's something to uh, really have our hearts. Uh, you know, revival starts in our own hearts, uh, where you know, uh, where where we really come to the Lord and and we we repent where we need to repent, right? We we turn around from from the things that we need to uh, we need to change, and and so that is some encouraging news and. Um, that's the way that I would like to, uh, to end this week's episode. Again, thank you for listening to World News Brief. And uh, uh, it's been an honor to be your host. Uh, my name is Chris Graham, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Music